Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and obviously, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm in like a silly, goofy mood today. Like, I thanksgiving is a coming like well, i it'll have come and passed once again i have to remind you that we do not like this does not come out tomorrow it comes out right. in three weeks i know so we'll We're, be like close it's to christmas, christmas. <laughs> happy holidays um i everybody. believe this probably comes out my birthday week so happy birthday to me do you remember when i never could remember your birthday and then do I you realized... know it now yeah it's chris lewis twelve nineteen, okay. december 19th <laughs> um yeah, so happy. I, we hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is tomorrow for us, but in the past for you all. So hope everyone had a lovely time. Hopefully there were no fights. I hope that your Trump-supporting family was polite. I hope they choked on a chicken bone. <laughs> Not, hmm, people do seem to hate when we veer into politics. Okay. <laughs> and to that I say, I don't care. Yeah, like leave, please. Yeah, and if anyway, one white person tells me I'm racist, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Do you remember when, like, if we first started this podcast and, like, I don't, like, uh, you had to let people know that, like, you were black? Well, I just wanted them to know, like, because it wasn't yet a visual medium. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what people know, what they don't know. Right. I don't post a lot of myself personally on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we were just getting off the ground. We didn't have full And I'm sure I was saying yet. things that I was like, I want them to know like I'm black to give me a little leeway. Like, don't come for me. <laughs> well, and I they will still never did. forget when I was, when I first showed my face on my Bravo Historian account, it was probably like a few months into me having it. Do you know how many fucking messages I got asking, like being like, you're a woman? What did they think? They thought were? I was a gay man. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, no, 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 it's me. It's me. It's me. Um, What's that Taylor Swift lyric? You're the problem, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. What a fucking shit show album. Midnight's came and went. Don't act like you liked it. Don't look at me like that. Nobody, you didn't. I you didn't even listen it. to it. I listened to it. I love Lavender Haze. Ugh. And I love Bejeweled. I mean, I love the Bejeweled? Sugar. Yeah, where they go shimmer. The only song cats. worth it on that album is Karma, and it's because it doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense. It's definitely not my Taylor Swift album. No, my Taylor Swift album is Speak Now, and that's... Bitch, you know I love Enchanted. Enchanted is my second favorite it's Taylor Swift song. It's literally the most romantic, beautiful song. Like, if I... If someone wrote Enchanted about me... Well, like, isn't that what I we were talking about my last week? Down. Because I was saying, the, I feel like we had this conversation. Wasn't there? No, there was a word that someone used last week about to describe someone. Was it like magnificent? Magnificent. Who said that? Um, was it? Um, um, was it? Um, what's this? What's Jasmine's name? Character. No, it was the woman, the artist. Oh, she Sonia. Said, no, that's her name in real life. Yeah, Sonia Braga. Well, Maria. You know oh yeah, because last week we we're like Francesca Maria. Maria yeah. is her. I always want to call her Sonia because her name, her real name, and her name in real life is Sonia Braga. Um, the fact that you know that is so crazy. I don't and like, that. couldn't know her name from the show, but you're like Sonia Braga. <laughs> she, and, uh, <laughs> she had a odd appearance once on the Bill Cosby show, but we won't talk about. Oh, that. I loved that show. The Cosby I'm, show. It's so upsetting. Yeah. Um. 
I am watching. We did talk about The Good Wife last week, how I started it. Still, still deep in it. I, I cuddle up every night to Will Gardner. Um, it's Guys, so hold on, hold on. I'm giving everyone a PSA. I have told Sam that she is never to Google The Good Wife. I never do. She can only ask me questions to defend mm-hmm. herself from spoilers. So I'm giving you all the same mandate. Do not message her anything bad about The Good Wife. Like, or like spoilers. Does something happen? No, I just mean in general, like the good, I wouldn't tell you what happened on the good fight. Like I do. Yeah. Like I don't want to know. Like even though it's a procedural and it like, it seems like kind of law and order and it wouldn't be able to be spoiled. There are things that happen that I just don't want you to like, you do have, like you see it Like right now, Kalinda's on that man's case. Who's? That investigator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bad boy. And Will Gardner's being a little naughty. Isn't he always? Remember this Mm. week when you were like, we were like, what if Tony Goldwyn was on The Good Wife? And I I was like, I would You said, what if John Slattery and Tony Goldwyn were on The Good Wife? And then you go, wait. One second later, I was like, I think Tony Goldwyn was on The Good Wife, actually. Yeah, I was like, okay. You have that I know you guys can't see my sweater, but if you are watching, like, it's so cute. It's so perfect. I'm so sorry. Like, I just have no to. No one. This is this like not like I think six people watch us on YouTube. Can you? Chill? Well, my mom watches. Okay. She can also see you IRL. I'm sure you're seeing her tomorrow and knowing you're lazy ass. You're going to wear that. That is so rude. I've actually upped my fashion game. I did. You bought that one cardigan and underneath you're wearing the same outfit I've always seen you wear. Which is a white shirt. Yeah. And some basic jeans. Well, no. Like, this is cozies. Like, I'm talking, like, do you want to see the shirt I'm wearing for Thanksgiving? No. Oh, okay. Because I have it right next to me. It's really I'm cute. good, love. Oh, okay. Anywho, <laughs> let's talk the crown really quick. How are you feeling? How many ups I... are you in? I think I'm seven. You're going way too slow for me this year. You know what? I'm really upset with myself. I don't know what's been going on with me. Well, I you've also been watching The Good Wife, like, so I can't. I... I can't fault you because you're you're giving you're giving me you getting into the good wife, but I know. taking too slow on the crown. It's it's tough. but it's also not like I can spoil you on what happens at the end. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I, think I know. <laughs> FYI, guys, Camilla and Charles are love horny. They can't get enough of each other. They are also just so in love. I, I love They're that the show so is seeking to recontextualize Tampon Gate and to make it about like. It really was a violation of privacy. And I have to tell you, watching that episode, it mm-hmm. made me really regret how many male celebrities' nudes I've looked at. Now, I can't unsee them. Mm. And I do stand by my theory that um, to topple the patriarchy, we have to have more celebrity nude leaks. Okay. Male celebrities? Yeah. I, I don't ever want a woman disrespected in that way or a non-binary person, you know? I don't, yeah. I'm honestly, I'm sick of seeing titty. Like, but give if, me something um, else. If a male nude is going to be leaked, I think that that is swinging the pendulum in the right way for me to look at Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Although after watching Tampon Gate, I just felt like Charles and Camilla's privacy was there. That <sighs> intimate moment between the two of them was violated. violated and i just That's think funny. they're the cutest couple in the whole wide world and i'm so happy for them i talked about the long game she played it she played the long game she literally wore the crown the well, queen not the wore crown. she wore a crown she wore a crown 
I she think, wore a crown. I think Charles will be wearing the crown. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. The, the queen consort is not wearing Although the crown. Although I could see them getting up to some stuff in the bedroom where she puts it on. Is oh, he allowed to take it in there? I'm Betty sure Will. He's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. And they're really painting him in like this different light. Like, Did you they're giving see you him a different. Bebop dancing? Did I see? That's the part I left off on, Chris. I have never screamed, screamed. loud. Did you go and watch the actual video of Charles? No. There's an actual your... video? Well, yes. It's, the crown didn't The crown didn't make that up. <laughs> I don't know. I treat the crown like it's a documentary. Like no, everything that happens can... on this show is for fact. You can see IRL Charles dancing with a bunch of youngsters, like herky-jerkian. You and I talk about this all the time. Like I am so fucking sick and tired of the sad Diana trope. Like I'm, I'm over fucking it. over Diana. I'm over it. Like she was so much more than that. Like can Paige hear me? I know she's yelled at me about my Diana. <laughs> Paige is gone. She okay. left. Uh, but I just like I just feel like they paint her in such a light of like being just this sad woman. She's it's annoying. Like, it's like I think that there was obviously she obviously like struggled, but I also think she had a fun life at times and they made her life seem really terrible. I know there's just no one interested in like ever. I, but also I blame us as a culture for like, for, for that, because I feel like everyone who depicts her feels that they need her to be really sympathetic. Yeah. And so to show the fun parts of her, because, well, I was going to say we all love her because Mm -hmm. you all love her so much. Yeah. That I think that I, there's a worry of depicting her in any way that is less than sympathetic. And the fun parts of her life would be her running around with that hot ginger who's probably... um Harry's he, dad. Harry's dad. And um, hanging out with Dodi Ayofayed. You know who I just, my heart is this a crown podcast? broke for her? Muhammad Al-Fayed? Margaret. That's a great episode. Leslie Manville oh, is my Margaret. Oh my god, that episode fucked me up. Like that episode and the Sydney episode. Like I was just when a she wreck. goes to when when Margaret goes to the Queen and really like lays like, down lets the law. her have it, and it's like, why can your daughter do this and I couldn't have done that? Like why why did I have to live my life like this? And then oh my god, that that scene where they're both her and Peter are both singing the song or humming the song, but at different places. And they're both listening to it at the same time. Iconic. It was so emotional. Like, I felt so sad. My mom was texting me about it, too. She was like, it's heartbreaking. And it's fun to just, I was not going to say fun. It's great to just see this love. It is fun, actually, to see this love story over the course of 50 hours. Yeah. Like, we haven't, we didn't check in on Peter's that towns in, in season three and four, did we? No. I don't remember seeing him. I don't remember seeing him. We never touched down on him. We haven't seen him in a minute. And I no. loved the flashback to our original Princess Margaret and Peter. Loved. And I yeah. like that the town isn't afraid to bring in, like, an old cast member for literally what is, like, one Claire second Foy? screen time. They're like, Claire Foy, we need you. She, they're like, Claire, frame up. You'll be in How one second. How do you second. feel about lady umbridge playing the queen who from harry potter you mean amelda staunton you don't know <laughs> what did you call her her name on harry potter you called her lady, lady umbridge is that her name first of all they're not they're not lords and ladies she's a professor professor umbridge. i think her name was lady dolores was her name 
No, it was Lady Umbridge. No, her yeah, name. Yeah, it literally, I'm looking at it right now. Her name was Dolores Umbridge. Her name <laughs> is Lady Umbridge. No, it isn't. Like it says Dolores, but people called her Lady. Who? I literally am looking at Google right now and it says Lady Umbridge. It says Madame Undersecretary Professor Dolores Jane Umbridge. It says Umbridge. the curse of Lady you Umbridge. You Googled Lady Umbridge and that's why Lady that Umbridge. word is there. You know, we're not going to argue about this. You're wrong. Am I? Yes, Lady. No one wow. goes by those names in Harry Potter. They don't? Lady Umbridge. Okay. Anyway. She's not royalty. Your head's really I... in the ground. Um, but no, I love Imelda as the queen. Oh, okay. Are you not enjoying her performance? I think she's a brilliant actor. I think she's playing the queen really amazing. But I think it's just a case for me as like I can't see her as anything else other than the Umbridge lady. Yeah, I, I'm just such a big fan. I've seen her in so many different movies. Like, mm. that's not my only... I've never image. seen this woman in my life. That's not my only image of her. I think she... um. I think the thing I struggle with is that sometimes I forget that the the crown is not called the queen. Like, that the queen is one character in mm -hmm. this show. Like, it is actually not really always about her. Mm -hmm. And even Peter Morgan has said, like, these two seasons are actually really about Charles. They are. Like, and the next two. And Prince Philip telling the queen, like, listen, I got companions because we are not it. Yeah, but not. But I appreciate that he's like not sexual companion. Yeah, he's like we have nothing in common, yeah. so I need, I need to have friends, and you need to help me. And she was like, I, "What?" Because she dead ass does just she loves her dogs. Really loves her dogs. Very LVP energy. She does not need people. She doesn't give a fuck. But Prince Philip is so sexy. I'm sorry, that old man. Mm hmm. Mm. I, I mean, I was with you season one, seasons one through four. I could get you that. He does something to me. I can't explain it. I can't get down with that the elder old version. Oh, well, I mean, young Prince Philip was like exactly like the him man. In the sense that he is, looks like the Crib Keeper. Yeah, and he's got those crazy eyebrows. Fucking terrifying, that Chris, guy. Chris, we have to talk about Sex and City. Oh, that's true. That's why we're here. Um. Yeah, we'll make sure we're gonna have to put the little cam. Don't forget, we're gonna need a little timestamp for this one. <laughs> yeah, for Where sure. People just fast forward right to here. Yeah, just ignore everything. <gasps> that was yours, not mine. We I both know. Have it dogs scared this me. Week, guys. It scared me. Why well, always have a dog? I know. I have a dog now, but he's just laying down at my feet, kind of resting. All right, let's get into this episode. This is season four, episode four. What sex got to do with it? Let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie has an unexpectedly meaningful relationship with Ray. Charlotte and Trey get back into the bedroom. Samantha gets a lesson from Maria. And Miranda's just eating cake. Yeah, Miranda has a tough episode. So Relatable, I'm, but tough. I, I, well, as someone who doesn't like sweets, I could not relate. Um, I, just I guess relate I would to the eating. dig down in a bag of chips when depressed like nobody oh, yeah. else. And I love a thing of pickles. So yeah, when I'm depressed, it is like let's get let's get at let's it. Get well, actually, no. When I'm depressed, I don't eat. Oh God, I wish that was my problem. I'm a, but when I'm on a high, it's nothing but snacks. Yeah, snacks, snack these. So I mean, this episode was pretty straightforward, right? Like, what sex got to do with it? The importance mm. of sex and desire in a relationship. Except, I guess Miranda, but she's desiring chocolate. Well, mm. let's um hear the monologue and then get into this 
strange episode. Okay. The next day I thought about what Samantha said. She wasn't having sex because she wanted to have a relationship. And I was having mind-blowing sex hoping to turn it into a relationship. So there you have it. We've got a relationship without sex and sex without a relationship. Which had a better shot at survival? I couldn't help but wonder, what comes first? The chicken or the sex? Oh. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. What the fuck? I know when we all started in just like that, we were like, where's the voiceover? We miss it. We miss the monologue. I don't. <laughs> now I'm more... like, we're good. What comes first, the chicken or the or sex? Or the sex. Well, good one, Carrie. She just, like, can't fucking help herself. She loves a pun. Loves a pun, but not in the nude. Do you want to get Maui'd? I should have asked you that. I would have been even more confused. I'd have been like, what? So I guess before we get into it and I ask you your thoughts about the episode overall, do you think you can have a relationship without good sex? No. I think you, you can. can have you can't have a good relationship without good sex. I think you can have one, but I don't think it's a good one. I think you can. I think you just need to be two people who aren't that focused on that. Um. Yeah, but like if if when you do do it, like you want it to be good. Yeah, I'm fine with it if it's just okay. Really? Yeah, but I'm also not someone who's deeply driven by sex, while also being like a complete whore because I don't care about it. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. What does it matter to me? Yeah, like, you could take it or leave it. Yeah, but I could truly, like, when it's not something, like, I, like, when I watch shows like Sex, Lies, of College Girls, and yes, when the season's over, we will be digging into that. Mm. Have you even seen the first two? Yes, I did. Great. I'm just like, I watched that show, never have I ever, really, I guess, anything by Mindy Kaling, and I'm like, why is everyone so horny? So horny. That or girl, like American Pie. I just don't remember in high school. I was never that consumed in high school, college, now. I guess maybe I my age think... is catching up to my sexual interest. I'm like, I... can everyone tamp down? I don't think I was like crazy. But like I definitely was like, oh my god, like I made out with that guy or like something, you know? I don't know. Yeah, just never. So that's what I mean is, is that if there are two if I was to meet my counterpart. Mm. That it would just, I think we could be like, all right, this sex is fine, whatever. We're connecting on different things. Hmm. So it just depends on the, I think you can. But I think I... sex, but I do think sex is important. And if you yeah. are someone like me and you are with someone who's really sexual, then you got to like put in. You got to amp it up. Yeah. You got to. And gotta I will do work. the work to all the shorties who want to date me. Yeah. I, I, I do the work. You do it. I will. I'm more than happy It's just the top of your mind. It. As long as it's the right time of day. And I'm mm. in a good mood. And you're at the airport. Mm -hmm. See, I told you. I'm, yeah, like, like you like are very sexual. Like... Um, I just think for me, once that kind of like leaves the relationship, like it's you're fucked. Well, I think you have to like ultimately, I mean, at the beginning, you should absolutely be fucking like kittens. You should be fucking like left kittens? and right. Rabbits. Yeah, kittens aren't fucking, Chris. They're kittens. It's rabbits, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should be fucking like um, birds, rabbits. whatever that phrase is. Yeah. But, but I as, just you, think... as you've dated someone for like, if you're still like, I mean, God bless anyone who's multiple years into a relationship and they're still like 
at each other's like paws and gnawing at each other. What do you think is like a good amount of time to have sex in if you lived with someone like in a week? I think it depends on the week. I, I've never really understood that kind of ru- fat, hard and fast rule. rule because, like, it's going to depend on are we busy? Is it Thanksgiving week and we're just lounging around <laughs> like this week? Mm-hmm. Is this really... week that you'd be like really down? No, if anything, it's like get off me. Like I'm lounging. Like I'm a slob right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I literally am not showered. Like, yeah, I'm trying to. I I also am really big on like non sexual intimacy, like cuddling cuddling touching like just like a a touch on like i can't date anyone who doesn't believe in just making out and moving on i love that like i i completely agree there like people i've dated people whose whole into like intimacy always has to lead to sex and i'm like can like no yeah i'm not a i'm not a believer of that but i'm also not a huge cuddler like people who cuddle while watching things i'm like i'm trying to watch gilmore girls for the eighth time Leave no, we be. don't need to be like on top of each other, but I would like a little like, like maybe, put like, your leg maybe leg. slumped over me or right. something. But like when I, I've been around couples and mind you, like these are people who will snuggle with a third person just in the room and they're like mm-hmm. on top of one another. I'm like, this is wild. Aren't you hot? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to prove? Yeah. Also very that. Yeah. Like I'm here. Like, why are you doing that? It's really weird. Yeah. I'm really big on like non-sexual intimacy, like throughout the day. Like, I feel like that, like gets me going what did you just say like non-sexual intimacy like throughout the day and then like it leads to like nighttime sexual intimacy yeah because it's like a little bit of like a little touch a little kiss on the head a little you know a little pat a little pat a little pat what did you think of this episode overall this episode was so stupid this episode was i was like pissed when i was watching it chris i was pissed i'm not gonna lie i was like what the fuck I'd forgotten about this episode. I mean, there are certainly Carrie and Ray is burned into my memory in the way that is disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. Him and and those pots and pans. Like And actually now that I think of it, I'm like, well, of course I remember Miranda eating that cake out of the trash. And But I I would never have thought that they were in the same episode. No, these I know all of these to be in the same one. I know that montage we're gonna get where Charlotte screams, Trey, I'm on the mallards. Yeah. And, um, of course, the squirting, as we discussed last week briefly. But watching it, I was like, wow, this is a lot weirder than I remember it. Yeah. Let's get into old Rambo. Miranda. Well, she's Rambo. She's tamped that energy. That Rambo energy's gone. She is now Miranda. This is her at her most Miranda. Miranda. She's back in Miranda land. Um, I thought it was kind of, I mean, I guess we all go through these phases and I, I'm maybe I'm there now where she's like, I'm actively not dating, which means I'm not having sex because I can't go on one more bad date. Right. Um, and to that, I say, thank God for like, you know, apps now. Right. You can make sex happen without having to have dinner with someone. Absolutely. And so I want that for Miranda, but instead she's eating eclairs and watching Jon Stewart, which is so upsetting to me, mostly because I don't like chocolate. And I've never understood the sexual attraction to Jon Stewart. Really? It doesn't do it for me. And you know, I. Oh, when he's fighting for people's rights. Ooh. Oh, of course. I love his work within, you know, trying to get rights for the uh, 9 11 first responders. 
his political idol was a Daily Show originalist. In fact, I left the Daily Show with him. Yeah. Oh, I who's hosting it now? Trevor, isn't he? Oh, it is. I mean, and now he's leaving, but he hasn't been replaced yet. Uh, Fing- get rid of all late fingers night talk crossed. Shows it's like a fucking that. woman. No, I'm sick of it. Just get rid of all late night talk shows. They're obsolete. Like no one watches them. No one cares. Like it's just not it. Unless but, you're doing something like Z Way, like where she's actually like on the pulse of what the fuck people are watching and what they like. But in you the see, I, I I don't know that anyone is watching them. Like it's eleven. Well, a I think a lot of older people are who are still like it's eleven. Well, wait, are old people up that late? No, that's that, the thing. Like no, they're not awake. I, I, I think they are. Like, I, now that I think of it, I think my grandpa, when he was, like, 85, was, like, he was regularly watching Leno. And I'm, like, why was he Leno? Awake? Why was he awake so late at night watching? Like, he would tell me about it in the morning. I'd be, like, what the fuck? All of that stuff is, like, so obsolete. Like, but I think so now bleak. the power of late night TV is you will see, like, um, what, who's the, who's the, Seth Meyers? You'll see his, like, a closer look go viral. Yeah. So it's not like, I don't think anyone's watching them late at night, but the content from them. I mean, I see Amber Ruffin. I always watch her little clips that she does, and they're always so great. I don't know where her show airs or how to find it, but it Mm -hmm. comes to me on Instagram. So I'm happy for them to exist. So I think let's hire a woman for The Daily Show. I think just scrap the deal and then have it and then it can create better content. I think the problem is, is that like, God bless I just him. think Trevor like, that Noah kind of isn't stuff that is, important. I just like don't think people are watching or care about any of that anymore. Oh, see, I completely honestly. disagree. I think maybe you don't. Yeah, and I think I speak for a lot of people. But I think that you do see a lot of them going around. I like just think what? I just think um what's his name? Trevor Noah isn't that provocative or interesting. No. So he just needs but, to be replaced um, with someone I also who think is. Jimmy Kimmel needs to be replaced. Oh, Jimmy I, oh, Fallon needs agree, to be replaced. We can agree there. We need to replace almost every single host. Like they but make the me forum, sick. the 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 format I think could exist. It's boring. It's just, it's just it's been ruined by these milk toast white dudes. They really have it. And I'm like, don't you guys have like they have they're supposed to have like funny writers. They're supposed to be comedians. Why aren't they being funny? Well, to be fair, that's where like Amber Ruffin, Z Way, all of those people got their start by writing for some of those men. And then they just became more popular than them and moved on. Oh god. But we just so need to awful. wipe the plate of all of those late night, late night hosts because most of them are awful. Um, particularly the Jimmys. And what the fuck is he hosting the Oscars for again? Who's hosting? Not Fallon, the other one. Kimmel? Yeah. After his stint at the Emmys? I didn't see that. Oh, well, yeah, when he was laying on the floor. With Quinta? Yeah. They're throwing him right back up there. He's going to oh lay on the floor God. while, like... Michelle Williams wins her first Best Actress Oscar, maybe. Oh, my God. What What's going on with the film industry? Flop. Flops. I flops think we are really... Flops, there's no stars. But here's the thing. There are no movies. There's like, no movies. There's people, just a bunch like, of Marvelettes. Everyone, when everyone is saying this, and guys, we will get back to Sex and the City. Will but we? I do, I do resent when everyone's like, there are no movie stars. No, the problem is there are no movies. There's only Marvel movies? Yeah, or Avatar. Movies. Or That's Art it. House movies. They aren't making the kind of movies that rely on star movie. charisma. We might have stars, but what are we giving them to do? 
So when people are like, no movie stars, no, guys, there are no movies. Get to the That's movies true. about 10 minutes early like I do and watch those trailers. Ain't nothing, nothing coming, coming out. out. There's the nothing you look at the person you went with and go, oh, my God, we're going to see that. Never happens. Because this person's in it. That type of movie just doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't anymore. exist. So it's a structural problem. It's not about the people. We might have stars, but we're not asking them to do anything. Yeah. What were we talking about? Jay Leno. No, no, no. In terms of Sex and the City. Have you seen his face? Oh, yeah. With his burns. I haven't seen it. We have to get on. I'm sorry. We have to try to care about this show. We had an unhinged episode last week. I think we jinxed ourselves. Because do you remember when we were like season four? We're in our bag. And now we're like, we hate this episode. Well, I don't. Yeah. But we're gearing up for some good stuff. Yes, I think we're just waiting. The writers clearly are just biding time until they can get Aiden back on mm-hmm. back around. So true. And, and we have the reintroduction of Steve next week, and I think that thank um, li- God that livens up Miranda's storyline a bit. And soon we're going to meet Richard. So I think everything is coming going to be better. But this the this episode Chris, felt like they were just kind of like in the middle of some muck. Chris, I have to tell you something that's really funny. What? So I it better actually be funny for us to have moved once. Well, it also has to do with Sex in the City. Okay, thank God. Yeah. So I saw a tweet or a comment somewhere where the person said that Teresa Judice sounds like Elmo. And then so I tweeted that and I was like, oh my God, I'm so unwell. And then someone responded to me and they go, if you put all of these three people in a room together and I had my eyes closed, I wouldn't know who was talking. And it was Teresa, Elmo, and Steve. <laughs> I don't think Steve sounds like Elmo. The way that you make him sound, like they all sound fucking bananas. Well, they all sound crazy, but I can definitely see Teresa me. and Elmo it was because of me. Teresa's speech pattern. She does kind of talk like Elmo. I could see Teresa saying onions, garlic, celery, balsamic vinegar, ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Steve is just kind of he like. He would say I, ingredients. I think he's saying ingredients. I think he's saying ingredients. <laughs> Miranda, where the ingredients? Let's get cooking. Oh my god. Okay, okay back to Miranda. Back she to Miranda. goes to buy some fancy ass cake and is disgusted that it's $78. And this is where Miranda and I just are not the same, whereas because I would have bought the $78 thing. Also, she's like a rich ass lawyer. I know, but she's just not someone who's gonna treat herself interesting she just isn't self-care is not miranda's um forte forte like care the other three girlies absolutely carrie would have been like i'll take two yeah like samantha it would have had she would have had it delivered charlotte would have already had it in her fridge like Mm -hmm. it would have been no question yeah but uh miranda is a sensible girly so instead she decides to make um some brand of homemade cake that I'd never seen before and was a shock. Oh, the, the deluxe eye. moist. And the <laughs> amount that they have her eat of it is so upsetting. It's so unrealistic. Like she would have thrown up. I think Miranda eats like that a lot. <laughs> I think it was she like half t- of an entire sheet. Down. No, I think she puts it down. I had a mini birthday cake for my birthday and I went so hard on this cake and I don't even like cake. I mean, it look, I ate there. basically an entire pizza to myself last night, but... Are we okay? It was over the course of several, at least three hours, or at least three episodes of Gilmore Girls. Oh, 
that's fine and you're watching gilmore girls which it is just like, felt comfy cozy and like yeah. I need, every episode i was like i need another snack oh i need a snack i need a snack yeah and then it just gets sad and she calls carrie and this is where i think people find her so relatable oh. hi it's me leave a message i know you're probably busy having mind-blowing sex right now but i feel that you need to know your good friend Miranda Hobbs has just taken a piece of cake out of the garbage and eaten it. You'll probably need this information when you check me into the Betty Crocker clinic. And then she has to put soap on it. <laughs> and ultimately she replaces it with masturbation. Now, I did like a nice acting callback from Cynthia Nixon when she was in bed thinking about the cake and like rustling around. It reminded me of when that guy was on hold during phone sex for like one second and she was like, uh, rah, rah, like just like ripping around her in the feet, bed. Like, so <laughs> now, I do want to say we said we hated this episode. I think we talked about just Miranda for 20 minutes. We didn't. We talked about uh, late night. Let's get into Charlie, who is at least a slightly more interesting charlotte still unhinged she and trey are back in the bedroom it's successful trey's looking great in a green kind of olivey turtleneck oh yummy but then he becomes obsessed with his own deck his john thomas now this is the name I remember him calling it. Oh, not Schooner? I had forgotten about Rebecca and Schooner. Oh. I remembered him asking her to, I was going to say way, but I'll measure. It's John Thomas. I'll never forget. Although I'd like it weighed also. I bet it's heavy. His dick? Yeah. You think his dick is heavy? Well, I just, I mistakenly said way, and I was like, I bet it's got a good um, weight to it. Just slap it on a, like a food because like you can't put it on the one that's on the floor right oh <laughs> and charlotte snaps i love when charlotte snaps it's one of she my completely favorite completely snaps it's literally one of my favorite things let's when hear she it just loses her mind trey oh i'm tired of being married to your penis i'm a person and this is supposed to be a relationship and i'm done walking on eggshells oh don't talk about moving in in front of the penis because it might go soft and the penis likes this and the penis doesn't like that and the penis wants to be measured it was just a thought well here's another thought you can shove this marriage up your ass charlotte don't go no i'm going home to my own apartment where i have a lease and i hope that you and your penis have a very lovely night Charlotte giving very big Diane Keaton energy again, as I said last week. It just she's I gotta get them it. in a movie together. I would love that, like a mother daughter. You know what I was thinking about? Oh Who would God, be it like better a have really something to do with Sex in the City? It Go on. <laughs> Go on. It has something to do with the Good Wife. <laughs> Go on, really quick. I think Christine Baranski slash Diane needs to play june diane raphael's mom in something they look so similar to me those husky blue eyes their faces compliment husky blue eyes 
husky blue like oh like a husky the dog i was like not like big he was like there i was like oh you mean their eyes are big and you're using no they're blue i was like husky i was like they might have big blue eyes in the sense that they're no i really want them to play mother daughter in something i feel like they'd be great i mean she's already had the icon jane fonda so she might as well move on to christine Christine Bransky, the Mm -hmm. diane lockhart Mm -hmm. anyway charlotte loses her mind and then Trey shows up and is like, hey, come on, get rid of this apartment and move back in. And she does. And it's a nice way to wrap up this kind of storyline. He's finally like, I'll cool it on my dick. What I is promise. this episode? Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, they're we're like, Charlotte the yells at Trey and she moves back in. Do you think, though, when we were watching this originally, we would have thought, like, this is the couple? No. Because at this point, we don't even know when Sex and the City is ending. Right. I don't think, no, I think you're still rooting for Carrie and Big as the couple. No, no, not like that, but for Charlotte, dummy. Like, Oh, you like you think like, like this is her man? Not the couple of the show. Oh. Like, <laughs> get your head out of Bravo and into oh. the show we're talking about. Um, I think, I don't know because it's so like, like imagine a world if we like right like i can't really although this was such a strange time in the middle of like shows being successful meant they had to be on for like eight eight to ten years yeah so six years felt probably like a little Mm -hmm. um so certainly probably we weren't thinking oh the show is ending at season four but because we didn't know when the show was going to end i could see a world in which maybe people thought charlotte and trey were going to be together like that he was yeah because you don't know about her like infertility yet and stuff no i think by the end of this season it's like we're like okay this is not it we've run this ragged um but i'm so glad we've gotten away from such long series like this show's gonna be on for a million years right let's do four or five and get out of here yeah because most actually most shows peak at season like three I would disagree. A lot there. of a lot of a lot of shows like their best seasons are season three, according to people on the internet. You say a lot of things definitively as if you read it in an actual book, and <laughs> your source is always. I think I might have seen it once on that hellscape Twitter. Let's move on to Samantha. Literally. Uh, okay. So Samantha completely drops to the girls that hey, I'm dating Maria. We're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and also drops it drops them in with Maria, which I yeah. kind of appreciated. Like, so girls, I'm a lesbian now, which right. lols. This show cannot accept the they idea. They don't of bisexuality. understand bisexuality at all. Can't even allow it to exist. Maria no. pops in, and I, what I really appreciated is Charlotte goes, Maria, my Maria. And then when Maria sees her, she's like, Samantha says, you know Charlotte. And she goes, yeah. Like, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte's Maria's like, like, I guess I know that girl. Like, she sold a painting of mine once. I don't know her. Right. In fact, I heard on the lesbian circuit she was kind of an asshole to some of my friends a few years back. Oh, the power lesbians. But I, uh, let's hear the girl's reaction to this news. Okay. Because what? How does that work? Uh, you go to bed one night, you wake up the next morning, and poof, you're a lesbian? Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah, I'm a shoe. I always wanted to be one, and poof, now I am. <laughs> I don't think she's a lesbian. I think she just ran out of men. Then you go on strike. You don't eat pussy. No. 
Did you just say eat pussy? I did, but just for emphasis. You know, the truly amazing thing is I had the news tonight. I had the most intense... Mind-blowing, I believe, was the word. ...orgasm of my life, and Samantha still managed to upsex me. They met at my gallery. I introduced them. Poof, you're a pimp. What the literal fuck mm. is going on with them? Lesbians are not the same as fire hydrants and shoes. She yeah. didn't just wake up and decide to eat, eat pussy. pussy. Can you cool it, Miranda? <laughs> no. That was, like, really jarring. And then like, Charlotte like, is my eat. least favorite. The idea that she's just doing it to bother them. Like, like why would it bother them? About? Are you guys homophobes? Yeah, right. Like, like she, knew, she knew we hate lesbians, so she decided to eat right. pussy. Like, what are they talking about? This No, this whole conversation made no fucking sense. They all are completely, absolutely unhinged assholes. Mm-hmm. They've lost their minds. I do really appreciate the Samantha and Carrie phone call where Samantha is so right where she says, um, you guys are complete dicks. How long did you talk about me on the street? I have, do you know how often I call you dummies and have to ask about your relationship? Do you love him? Like, and you yeah. can't give me a modicum of respect. It's so true. She was correct. Disgusting. Disgusting. And then and Charlotte, Carrie and then being Carrie's not even fighter. fucking listening. She's getting like eaten out by Ray while I he know. sips she... a bourbon in his pork pie. That is so upsetting. We'll I would be to, really we'll get to Ray. No, like <laughs> I'm upset because remember, like later on, Carrie like sees Samantha like blowing the FedEx guy. Mm-hmm. It's just like disgusting. I'm like, bitch, you literally got your pussy eaten. Yeah, sorry. Well on the phone with your best friend. Okay, I think that's a little different. I think both No, are... I would be furious. Okay, I would be... If I was okay. telling my friend about my new budding relationship and she was Okay, getting... but to be fair, Samantha is now... not aware of what Ray is doing because it's not like it's not like Carrie is literally orgasming. However, she, she can tell she's distracted. It is very different. To liter- to walk in on your friend giving head. Now, to be 100% clear, I also think Carrie was a complete asshole about the whole situation when she walks yeah. in on her. Like, it's one of my least, least favorite, favorite Carrie moments in totally. a long list of Carrie moments where I think she's an asshole. Yeah. But I also love her, even though she's an asshole. Well, of course. We love I mean, all they're girls. all assholes, except yeah, we Samantha, love all the really. Girls. Samantha is the only, like, warm person in this group who's like, yeah, I don't care what you do. She sees the gray. Just don't judge me. Yeah, she sees mm-hmm. the Meredith Gray. Mm-hmm. But then she's um she goes over and no, I will say, and God bless this um, show. Okay. I don't know and and look, this is two this is a gay man and a straight woman. What mm-hmm. I'm about to say. I don't know what their conceit of lesbian sex is, but it looks crazy. First of all, the apartment is basically all like um, fabrics and sheets and like just everything. Is, yeah. Like, the walls seem to have like fabric. Like it's just like so lush. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it's multiple candles at different heights, at different widths. I like think. they're trying to make it like everything is like so romantic and, they're, and luxurious. They're lounging in bed and eating stra- strawberries and i get the to the extent that what they're trying to create is this dichotomy of 
the way that Samantha is with men and like are cutting to just this hard fucking to mm-hmm. this like relationship. Yeah. But it is so kind of romantic. It reminds me of when Grey's Anatomy, when they, Callie and Arizona get married and they decide like, well, of course, like everything in the wedding has to be pink and bows. I'm like, just because they're women doesn't mean they're- Right, also that's not very Callie. It doesn't feel like Callie or Arizona. No. It it just felt so like, this is what two women getting married would be like. And this Mm -hmm. felt like the set decorator was like, okay, so women like romance. So we're going to have them with candles and eating strawberries and lush things everywhere. And sadly, in a few episodes, we'll see them do this again where they try to make a juxtaposition between oh. sex and romance and where Richard introduces romance at the pool. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much actually sexier than this. Yeah, this is like... felt like very strange. No, of course it wasn't scary. meant to be sexy, right? Because Samantha starts trying to get down there and Maria's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like you're lost, baby. Let me... Shows her the... Way. Is it the Busetta? The what? The Pusetta? The Pusetta. Yeah. And so they keep, she learns to connect, and um, Samantha rolls into brunch mm-hmm. like a bat out of hell. Mm. Let's hear it. It's my favorite scene. Tell us about your relationship. How is everything going with Maria? Well, did you know that when a vagina gets engorged, it expands to the size of a fist? It's like a fabulous cave. I guess they've had sex. Apparently so. And we have three holes down there. Okay, stop talking about your relationship. But it's fascinating. There are places a dick just can't go. Oh, some dicks manage just fine. Please, Maria has ten dicks. For the record, you started this. I am sorry, but a finger is not a dick. Yes, a finger is more like a third of a dick. So technically, Maria only has three and a third dicks. Now, I can tell you right now, this is not the same as this. Okay, put that away. <laughs> I'm just saying, size has nothing to do with it. What's happening to you? I'm getting an education. Not only do I now know everything there is to know about the glorious Bassetta that's... Portuguese for Bocetta. Bocetta, vagina. Let's call the whole thing off. But the most <laughs> important thing is that Maria has taught me how to connect during sex. It's not just some animal act. It's about two people making love. Yeah. 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 Kim Cattrall giving it her fucking all. Oh, God, when she does the... With her fingers. Ten. Ten days. <laughs> it's wild. It's so good. I failed to bring up, of course, a classic Sex in the City cut from Samantha looking into the Pusetta to the cake. Oh, it's so good. A very, you know, nice transition. Still, to me, not as good as come to Trey eating that, like, um salad. That oh, is, yeah. That's always going to be my favorite. But this storyline's and of course the fun, unexpected way of Maria squirting and Samantha feeling very accomplished 
having achieved that. And one thing I do appreciate about now, we don't see the full sex scene, like perhaps Samantha was pleasured before. Mm-hmm. But what I really appreciate about it is, is that we kind of can see that Samantha is someone who enjoys sex, not only for what she receives, but how, what Which she's able to is. give also. And that's what would make her a great lover at the end of the day. Absolutely. The best lover out of all of them. Now, speaking of lovers. Yeah. Let's get into Ray. Let's talk about Ray. Let's talk about our man, Ray. This episode. I would dump him too. So Carrie and Ray, they're they're dating. She comes over. And they... First of all, we see, and I talked about it last week, that little patch of hair right under his neck that is burned into my memory in such an upsetting manner. It's so disgusting. But I will say, Ray does have a nice body. The way he's running around that apartment, though, is so crazy when it's she like first manic. shows up. But then he starts to explain jazz after she says, I don't like jazz. And do you? Do I like jazz? Does anyone? No, I like when there's like jazzy moments in songs, but I don't like like jazz. My parents used to take me. It's like a big thing with me and my parents. Like they used to take me every fucking year to the jazz fest as a child. And it was torture for me. I think they were talking about that jazz fest when I was there. Yeah, they never shut the fuck up about it. (laughs) They love it. They love jazz. They love jazz. And I'm just sitting there. Did you ever hear somebody scatting IRL? Yes. I've heard it all, Chris. I'll never forget. A man was feeding fried chicken to seagulls at the Jazz Fest. And I thought it was really cool. And I was about seven or eight. And my parents were like, go ask and see if you can feed a seagull. And I said, okay. So I walk up to the man and I go, hi, can I feed a seagull? And he goes, of course. And he takes out this chicken wing, puts it in his mouth and sucks on it. And then hands it to me and makes me hold it in the air. Did you take it? I did. What a little nasty you were, too. You should have run (laughs) away. Did your your parents not teach you about stranger danger? They were standing right there. They watched it happen. Or tricky people? They literally watched it happen. They didn't give a fuck. And I took it and I held it in my hand like this. I held it in my hand like this. And the seagull came down and got it. Yeah. Detroit is fucked up. It's really wild. (laughs) Anyway. uh, No, I don't like jazz. So they have sex and Carrie has an amazing orgasm. And before we talk about her revelation, I also wanted to mention this running thing in this episode that apparently having mind-blowing sex makes Carrie giggly. Like she won't stop fucking giggling. I'm like, can you pull it and tell a goddamn story and shut up? She like literally can't. Uh, I She shares though that she can't have an, an orgasm that intense unless she loves the person. Mm-hmm. So we know then that the only person she's loved to this extent is Big and are Big and Aiden. Mm-hmm. So she's the those are the only two. We also know that categorically Aiden is bad in bed. So she's really only had good orgasms with Big. Why do you think Aiden's Why bad do I in think? Bed? I can see him. I can look at him. Oh, He's wearing so. puka shell necklaces. No man wearing a puka shell necklace can really get He's throwing it off. down. That's so true. He's got turquoise rings, handanas, ankle to- toe Not rings. a handana! Like, this man is nuts. He can't fuck. He cannot fuck. And I also think he's lazy. That's also just like not a thing. Like that's not how anatomy works, Carrie. 
You're right. Like, I understand right. that perhaps she needs to feel, but I like that this story teaches her, like, that's not how your anatomy works. Yeah, Samantha's like, probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Samantha can't even take it on. She's like, no, that's, she's like that's actually batshit insane. You need to yeah, see someone. It's like really upsetting. But ultimately, she keeps trying to connect with Ray. She's asking him where he's from, but then she he's like, um, what does he say? Freckles on the legs. Freckles on the legs. Oh, ew, ew. I hated that. He was like, freckles on the legs, and then he starts like eating her legs, and I'm just like, get this man away from me. He you. talk about Mr. Pussy. Mi- <laughs> I'm just sorry. We Maybe Ray is Mr. Pussy part two. Maybe we should have brought Mr. Pussy back for the role of Ray. I'm sick. I have blocked that man out of my memory. Always eating an oyster. <laughs> like licking and slurping. Oh, God, what I've given to be in the um, casting call for that role where they uh, multiple I men just had to come in and like lick things. Lick things. That's amazing. No, Ray like honestly makes me like angry. Like I could never be around a man like Ray. Well, let's hear um their final encounter before things go awry. Yeah. Wait, Ray. Ray, Ray. Ray! Ray, stop. Don't play anything. Don't scat. Don't chop. Don't blend. Don't... Can we... Can, can we just sit and talk for a while? Oh, we gotta talk, girl. Gotta talk. Gotta talk. What are you thinking? Where's this going? No, I'm not that girl. I'm not... I'm, I'm not any girl. I just want to talk. You know, talk. Like... Where are you from? You said something about the Jersey Shores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a couple oh. summers there. I used to work on the boardwalk. There was a skeet shooting place I used to go to with my buddies. On on the Jersey Shore? Upstate New York College. And boom! Man, why no skeet in the city? I love the skeet. You guys should open one in New York, maybe sell a club. Canned corn. When was the last time you had canned corn? That sounds good right now. You hungry? Well, no, because no, I never I've met. I had a pot pie in Vegas once, loaded with corn. As Ray talked, I realized he wasn't spontaneous and unpredictable and thrilling. He was a guy with ADD. What kind of relationship could I have with a guy I couldn't even talk to? I'd have to end it. Black pies? Ray? Wanna play me? Eventually. Now, I want to say multiple Unhinged. things about that scene. Unhinged. I do really like Craig Bierko as an actor in this scene because he is so committed to what is going on. Yeah. And he's got a lot of business to do, as like actors will say. Like, he's got to get a, he's got to start talking about corn. He's got to get over and play with the margaritas. I really appreciate when he's going Incredible up. Incredible acting because it really makes you like feel everything that she's feeling but when like, he's he like Ooh, we got a talking it. girl we got a girl who wants to talk we got a talking girl <laughs> like, she's yeah he's like, like where's this going where's this going she's like i'm not that girl i'm like he Bitch, is all, you are he's that girl giving very um honestly so, so kim control and that he could just be saying like zip is all right but <laughs> it's a wild what he's up to do you think she was inspired by ray to do that i did do some googling today to try okay. to figure out when that video came out I could not find it. And to see if it like lined up maybe with like the time. I do know it was for her ex husband. And actually, what she's saying is a Robert Blake poem. It sounds bananas. I would have never. (laughs) 
Um, Raylick is so fucking annoying. And there's all of those like fucking BuzzFeed articles that come out that are like, oh, I can't believe Carrie broke up with him because he has 80. Okay, like, well, Carrie that's what I'm about to say. He's so <laughs> fucking annoying. It's, however, it is batshit insane that Carrie diagnoses him. Like, she does not, yeah. this woman is not a fucking doctor. She's like, no, he's not passionate. He's a man with ADD. Bitch, you don't even, I don't think if hard-pressed Carrie could tell me what ADD stands for. I don't think so either. Then she decides to still sleep with him. What I do appreciate, sir, I do appreciate the times in which Carrie is kind of unabashedly horny. <coughs> Sorry. I feel we rarely ever see that. Like, I appreciated it when she was drunk and came into Aiden's apartment and sits mm-hmm. on the wood and is kind of trying to woo him. Like, there are just very few times where Carrie feels like a fully sexual per or someone who is desiring sex. Yeah. More often than not, it feels like sex happens to her. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated the want to play me moment of like, yeah, I came here for something. And this may be going the wrong way, but yeah, but I got to get this wrapped up and I'm going to yeah. get out of here. But the next morning, she realizes that Ray is just one of her obsessions. But I have to say, the way she realizes it is actually batshit insane. He mm-hmm. says, she, do you want some water? And she walks in, and he's just playing the banjo or something. Why not ask him, hey, did you stop? Did you forget? To... Like, it just feels like she makes this unilateral decision. And I would have preferred it, the show say... I decided that this was too much for me rather yeah. than have it be Ray found a new thing to be obsessed with. I don't know. He was just playing the banjo. Can you chill, bitch? Yeah, it's not like what that um that guy who was in AA, like Yes, where it's not it was, like where he, he was, went like, off the wagon. Right. This is like just a guy who's just on the wagon. Um, are you the wagon. on the wagon when you're not drinking and off the wagon when you are? Yeah. Okay. Seems like it should be the other I way don't around. I know where that saying came from. Yeah, did there used to be a wagon of alcoholics? Of people with substance misuse issues? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a phrase. Like, what? But then uh-huh. Carrie leaves, and I just think she's complete trash. <laughs> like, and I, I'm not defending Ray. I love that like, we're like, Sam, you are Carrie through and through. She fucking sucks. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> um, what did you think of the fashion in this one? I'm Carrie's like in the to... white shirt era. Like, she's just wearing crisp white shirts. Yeah, like, I... Nothing is, like, really standing out to me. I will say, at one point, Miranda is wearing starfish earrings, and I just wrote, nope. Oh. They're really bad. Oh, and then one thing I did want to talk about mm-hmm. before we wrap this up, there's probably the scene where she is telling the girls that she had the mind-blowing sex with Ray, and right mm-hmm. before uh, Samantha shares about Maria... I'm always obsessed with set decorators and oh, me too. creating, but particularly around drink orders and mm. and what each person drinks. Like the earlier in the show, they're all drinking beer, but someone decided that all four women would have different beers. Mm. And in this case, Carrie is having a champagne cocktail. Miranda's having red wine. Samantha's having a martini and Charlotte's having white wine. And I just love this idea that someone sat around and thought, what should each of the girls be having? But all of that tracks. It's like Carrie's complicated. So she wouldn't just have champagne. It needs to be a champagne cocktail. Mm -hmm. Oh, Miranda, she would love a dry red wine. Mm -hmm. Charlotte loves a Riesling. Samantha, she's a martini girl. Like, it's just so funny to me that that someone thought about that. Yeah. 
And in terms of men this episode, we had Ray and Trey. That's it. <laughs> and honestly, both of them were pissing me off. So I'm going with Maria. No, I was about to say Maria. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> I'm not... was pissing me off. If Danny ever looked at me and was like, measure my dick, I would slap the shit out of him. <laughs> like, I would also be so do that upset. yourself. Also, like, shut up. You should have those measurements on your own, buddy. Yeah. Maybe that's not a thing for straight men to know. What? How big their dick is. Have you measured yours? Yeah, of course. (gasps) I mean, you have to. to, Like, people are going to ask. That's just going to come up in the gay community. So maybe women aren't asking that question. Yeah. A woman could never ask that question. So it may be perhaps. Do we have any straight shorties? I'm sure the if we have any straight male shorties, oh, please okay. reach out. Oh, we sure certainly we have straight female shorties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if straight men listen to this. I, I hope they don't. Oop, I mean, other than our producer, do. I would love some to hear from them. Yeah. Like, how um, are you? Who are you? How are you? Why? Why are you? <laughs> yeah. Why so no, I'm going with Maria. Do you have yeah. to measure around it? No, no one's asking for No her. one's asking that. I feel like that's important. <laughs> I mean, I think you want to have a basic understanding and be able to display mm. that and tell people that. But no, I don't have a circumference. Okay, okay. All right, just wondering. But I, so maybe that is a thing. So maybe straight men would wait till, but I want to say that you can measure your own, John On Thomas, your own time. On your own time. Absolutely. That is not something, although he was, it's seemingly, we know Trey has had a hard on before. He's talking about it like it's, I mean, at one point he said it was rocketing off his body. I just don't think he's ever, like, felt this way about a person and then also fucking them. Like, I I think the fact it's all happening at the same time, it's like, he's shook. I'd be so honored if a man felt the way, I would not be honored if they asked me to measure. I was going to say, and you would be disgusted if a man looked at you and said, my dick feels like it's rocketing off. Yes, no, I would be absolutely disgusted. You'd be curious. You'd be like, get out, loser. What would you give this out of 10? It's really one of my least favorite episodes ever. I'd give this conversation give an 11. Yeah, we were stars, but I would give this episode a four. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a hard four for it's me. It's a hard four. Samantha like, and can't. Maria did some good work to keep me going. But I other talked than about that... Jay Leno to avoid talking about these women in this episode. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I also did a Google... Oh, Lord. Lady when, Umbridge? Where did the phrase off the wagon come from? And it originally comes from off the water wagon or off the water cart referring to carts to hose down dusty roads. So the suggestion what? is that a person who is on the wagon is drinking water than alcoholic beverages. So you're on the water wagon. You're on the water wagon. And if, if you're, you're off the water wagon, you're, you're drinking. drinking booze. Yeah. Well... That's not at all what I thought. No, (laughs) but as everyone (laughs) knows, this is the night before Thanksgiving. So I'm off the water wagon. I'm off the water wagon too. Today, you know, Blackout Wednesday. I will be off the water wagon for the next five days. I'll be off the water wagon, honestly, straight through 2023. Absolutely. Don't come, don't (gasps) come looking for me. Really quick. um, I know this isn't a Bravo podcast, but I do just want to get your thoughts on Jennifer Aiden moving her sentencing to January 6th. Ooh, Jennifer Aiden is being Oh, Jennifer Shaw, Jennifer Shaw, Jennifer Shaw, Jennifer Shaw. Oh, sorry, 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 Jennifer Shaw. Um, I, I don't really care. You know, okay. I'm out of SLC. I was just shook by the seeing January 6th. That was 
Who knows what 2023 has coming for us? That's so true. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season four, episode five, Ghost Town, otherwise known as the return of Aiden Shaw. Let's play some spooky music there. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I am at TiggerZoloft on Twitter. <laughs> Why did I start with that? And I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.